I can't expect perfection from each person mm-hmm. on the first try. Like my yeah. expectations for myself are cannot be projected onto people I work with. Anyone, even Steven, anybody. Welcome to the Slow and Fast Podcast, where we slow down and break down ideas and techniques to help speed up your creative journey. I'm Stephen Ward, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, John Masio. How you doing, John? Doing well. Excited about this episode, and it's going to be a cool one because it's like we're going into our own little time machine, basically. And it's crazy to think that 2022 is done by the time this episode airs it's like yeah we're i i I don't know about you but i still feel like we're back in january february right (laughs) like uh time has been really strange the past 10 months because we're we're filming this at the beginning of october um but time has been very very strange the last 10 months is of just trying to uh find footing recover from burnout and plan the next stages of our journey yeah um so I think it was like last week we were talking about 2022 and I was being a little hard on myself because my, you know, we were about to launch this podcast after months of pre-recording because we wanted to make sure we had a good amount of episodes ready to go so that we wouldn't have a burnout schedule of, okay, we need to like record this week and that week. Like we wanted to give ourselves time to have these episodes that would come out, right? Mm -hmm. And there was that, and I mean, it's going to grow how it, how, how it grows. But then looking at uh, my YouTube channel, I took a look, I've taken like three breaks from the channel this year and it's not, I didn't want to do videos. It was like reassessing based on the information that I had gotten from how I was doing videos and then challenging myself to get better at making videos, get better at the storytelling aspect, the thumbnails, all that stuff. And then, you know took another few weeks off and it's just been like, I've been so hard on myself like, Oh man, I'm not getting an, I'm like, I'm not at a thousand subscribers at the end of this year. Like I want it to be, I'm not this, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. And I was just being really, really hard on myself and not giving myself grace essentially. And right. I don't know what clicked, but I was just like, you, why am I being so hard on myself? Like this is, I have, I I've just came out of probably the four or f- five busiest years of my life. Mm-hmm. constant grinding, constant hustling, just on the go all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's no need for me to like, I've learned, I think we've both learned, but I've learned from living that way that that's not a healthy way to live. And the idea of balance always scared me. Cause I'm like, how do you say balance? If like, you're not grinding. And then this year it was like, after walking away from my, the company I was working with, and then deciding, oh, I'm going to go in, all in on building my own YouTube. And then you and I decided we're finally going to start this podcast after two and a half years. It was uh, it was a very weird time. I wasn't scared of doing any of it because it's kind of – I don't know how you feel, Stephen. But it's like after making the plunge from going to like working at a job to being doing a creative job, you kind of know – the stakes are high when you start something fresh and new and mm-hmm. it's going to take time. But then once you give it time to do its thing, it's going to be okay. But starting this next chapter this year, it was like a season of learning because we don't know how to do a podcast. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, 
I think that there there's been so much that we've needed to learn as far as like like I would say the past couple of years we learned how to work really hard, you know, and I think that there's so much more to just that as far as like you said learning balance as well because I remember uh you know when I was working with neural and even before that when I was just doing audio work uh you know I would go out for a day with with Courtney and it, and I'd be like antsy because I'm like oh, god I really just want to get stuff done I got this thing I got these projects I got this thing to do let's, let's do with this day blah 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 like and, and I feel like there's been a lot of learning and growth on just how to not be on all the time yeah and finding solace in that it's okay to not be on right like mm -hmm. it's been i it's weird because i definitely feel even though i've taken taken breaks in terms of learning in terms of reading educating myself us doing this podcast um even though it's like i don't i'm not as busy i've my output is definitely more than it was the past couple of years, which is really weird for me at least. Like I, I think I've done like 30 or 40 YouTube videos this year, which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. I actually, I think it's closer to like 30 or 35, like either way there's 52 weeks in a year and I've done pretty much a video a week yeah. essentially because I batched so many at the beginning. Cause I was like, if I want to mm -hmm. learn how to do this, I've got to do this. The worst thing I ever did was like do one video every single day for like a week. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like <laughs> that was a recipe for, for burnout. I'm glad I did it at that time because I learned a lot about my editing style, but it was like, I was being so hard on myself and I was like, Hey, I did like me talking to myself, yo, John, chill, man. Like give yourself grace. Like this is you're you're, you completely kind of changed your field. Like, you know how to make records really, really well. And you know how to mm -hmm. teach people how to make records really, really well, mm -hmm. but you've never made video. You've never like I've done video content, but to me, it's like the video content I have done. is kind of, I want to put it down because it's not like terrible content, but it's like content anyone can kind of do. There's nothing special about the kind of content I've done, but Having done that content and the amount of content of it I had done, it had prepared me for understanding the workload mm -hmm. that I would have being on camera, but having to edit and learn how to do thumbnails, titles, basically learn marketing at that for YouTube is just such a different ballgame. And I was like, dude, this is like a whole year of learning. Why are you, why am I being so hard on myself? And I remember you and I talking and I was telling you, I was like, I often forget to have fun with my videos now because when, when the channel blows up, it's going to blow up. This is gonna be like an audio diary. When I'm gonna come back to this episode and be like, oh yeah, I got this many subscribers now. It's gonna, that channel, my channel, my business is going to blow up one day. And the and why am, what I am allowed to creatively do is going to narrow because of what the audience will expect. Just like any type of movie or franchise. Like people get mad about Marvel and DC and it's like, I can understand why you're mad, but you also have to understand they, these marketing executives know that what you say you want and if they actually do that, the likelihood of you actually supporting and going to that movie are always very, very slim. Mm -hmm. So it's a re it's a repeatable process and it kind of goes back to the E-Myth Revisited. It's like you're essentially building like a franchise type business. It needs to be repeatable because people want to know what to expect. And when you get a channel... And even this podcast, once we get to a certain level, people are going to expect 
it delivered a certain way. So we won't be able to deviate from that formula once we find it and we figure out what it is. And we're mm-hmm. still in the beginning stages. So it's like, have fun with the podcast, have right. fun with your YouTube channel, because you're still allowed to, because at a point where we both want it to go for this podcast, right? And mm-hmm. for the for my YouTube, it's going to be like, okay, well, people are tuning in, expecting one thing, I have to deliver that thing. Right. And, you know, give myself grace and I'm learning, but have fun with it now because it's not that I'm not going to ever not have fun with it. It's just the type of fun that I have with it is going to change. The way I deliver is going to change. So it's been going from there to from January, February to where I am now. It's kind of a, I think I've learned this year that giving myself time to breathe and think has been incredibly helpful. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I, I, I agree. Like there was definitely some months at the very beginning that I was getting frustrated with myself at at not being able to, you know, create more content. Like, you know, when I, when I left neural, I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to build my channel. I'm going to grow my audience. I'm going to do that. Like, and I, and I really had to, I had to stop myself from those particular thought processes because they were actually like being detrimental because at that point it's like no 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 you take the time you rest you recover you're burnt out you're tired and if you jump back into what you were doing before in the exact same way you're not going to help yourself out you're going to damage your relationships and nothing is going to get done and you're just going to prolong you know the inevitable rest cycle that you're going to have to go through anyway so Mm. I, i i originally like I wanted to rest, but there was that part of me that's just like, no, you can't rest. You yeah. got to get going. Otherwise you're going to be, you know, forgotten. You know, there's that fear of missing out because, you know, you hear that, you know, it's like everything moves so fast now. If you're not putting out constant content and the people who like you are going to forget that you're there. And that's absolutely not the truth. Yeah. I mean, I had that fear too when I decided to leave the last company. I like I had built a lot of merit and it was like, I was a semi big fish in a very small pond. Mm -hmm. And part of me was like, man, I like, it was almost like, I'm afraid to lose this status. But another part of me, after I thought it took me a couple months to like come to terms with it. Cause at first I was, I had that same feeling. And it's like, you work so hard at one thing that when you have, when you have to decide, say to yourself this one thing isn't healthy Mm -hmm. and i need to just like let it go essentially it it doesn't serve me anymore it served that season of my life that chapter of my life but it doesn't serve me anymore it's like it's it's almost like you're mourning this like past i guess goal that you had met for yourself and learning Mm -hmm. to it's like i got this medal and like track but now I've decided that like, I'm going to give up track. <laughs> yeah. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to, my medal's going to go in this like little room in the hallway of the high school, but I don't do track anymore. You know, it's like I'm yeah. graduating onto other things. And when I started thinking about it in terms of like, Oh, I'm graduating to go do my own thing to find, you know, my people will always find me wherever mm-hmm. I'm at. Right. Yep. But now I'm built, I'm building something that's my own where I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't have to adhere to any rules. I don't have to compromise in any way. I don't want to compromise essentially. Yes. And it's like when you start fresh and new and any of that, it's, it's scary, but also 
I I also haven't I can't there have been certain pockets of time the past five years where I have been happy doing what I was doing and making records and all that stuff. I love doing all that. Mm-hmm. But like the last two I want to say 2019 to 2021, it just like I was happy, but it was like on a scale of one to ten, I was like a, a six and a half happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was happy that I was in audio. But creatively, I was starving. Yeah. I wasn't able to fulfill myself creatively. And is that is you? You kind of said the same thing. You're feeling that way in general, right? Oh yeah. And and to to add on to the idea, I feel like there was a sudden shift in identity. Suddenly, I was mm-hmm. no longer like the person that I was. Like you know, even just something as basic as like being recognized as, oh, you're the neural guy you know, and no longer being able to use that or be known for that or recognized for that. Like that recognition's gone and suddenly it's like, okay, like now I got to build my own identity, a new mm-hmm. one, you know, and I've, I've experienced that in the past when like, you know, I hurt my hand and I couldn't play guitar for a year. Like I had to put down a guitar for, you know, a very long time. And it's like, okay, I had to reevaluate like who I identified as. It felt similar in that way where like, January, February, it's like, okay, well, I'm no longer the neural guy. You know, people are still saying that I am. Like, some people actually still think that I work for the company, which is hilarious. But, uh, oh, dude, same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Somebody just messaged me. Was like, yeah, I messaged your 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 uh, neural DSP email, but it uh, got kicked back to me, and I was like, yep, I haven't been there for some time, so I'm not surprised. You know, um. But I, I don't know, like, is, is that something that you would also agree with? Like, as far as just like finding that new identity, like it's, it's, it's finding the, the new identity and, and being excited to build up towards that new identity, I think. Yeah, I definitely. So for me, part of it was like, I was tired of the old identity. Yeah. Um, not only was I creatively unfulfilled and unhappy and just the the it's like so hard to describe the level of boredom that i felt and it was so weird because on paper it was a dream job mm-hmm. on paper it was like a perfect dream job situation but as a creative person it was just like soul crushing and uh i actually hated when i was being identified as this the person from this company the person from that like i don't know why that started bothering me when i was starting to be recognized as that because like I just feel like I'm John Maciel. Like mm-hmm. I'm just me and the companies that I've worked for or have helped or the people I've worked with. It's just like, I am, I am not the company. I am my own person. So it kind of, for me, it was opposite. Like I didn't, it bothered me when I was being recognized and, and because I wasn't happy with the, t- like I was proud of the work that I did, mm-hmm. but it was nothing that like, it didn't belong to me. So it's right. like, why am I being recognized as the person from this thing when what I'm putting out technically doesn't belong to me? It's someone else's thing. Mm-hmm. I've just been allowed and approved to do these certain things and to take them from idea to flourishing and then nourish them. But I can't like, I don't own this thing. So I shouldn't be called the person from this thing, if that makes sense. That's yeah. how I felt at least. Like, And it would just, it, it just felt like I was losing my identity basically. So yeah. it was kind of opposite. Like I... I was losing myself in this thing that I didn't like, it it wasn't my baby. So like, yeah. 
at a certain point, I was like, if this, like, I can love someone else's baby and be like, your baby is adorable. Yeah. Like, I don't want any harm to come to your baby, but it's not my baby. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. babysit for more than four hours. I don't want to <laughs> change the diaper. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go to the store and get your baby formula because that your baby is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, after my visit, I'm done. Like, I don't think about your baby anymore. You know what I mean? But it was like, no, you need to care about my baby all the time. It was like, I, between the hours of this and this, I can care about your baby. But like, and then, uh, and being recognized, but I was like, no, like, why did I get into music? You know, mm-hmm. why did I get into music just to like, look at a Facebook page all day? You know what I mean? Did yeah. I just get into music to just like do support tickets all day? No, like this is, this is not what I said. Like, I always told myself I'd be so happy if, as long as whatever I was doing was in music. I didn't realize how naive of a comment that was until I was in that situation where I was like, well, I'm in music, but I'm just not happy. But I guess I'm winning because I always told myself this would be winning. But when I cut off that creative outlet, uh, the, the, the times I came the most alive was when I was doing something creative and, or I was able – and like whenever we talk about new things I was launching – like you could see the joy in me when I was talking about this idea and then you would see the idea executed and how like mm-hmm. that is, that is where I come to life is taking an idea and executing it. Cause a lot of people are great at coming up with ideas. Like people will pitch you ideas all day. Right. Mm-hmm. But how many people can actually get into the finish line and ex- and actually execute or think about how to execute? That's yeah. a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, it's, a, I never thought about that until you like, I, I guess I thought about it, but it wasn't, as deep of a thought until right now when you mentioned it about like the identity thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just, I, I felt like I was losing myself in this thing that wasn't mine. It's yeah. like, if I'm going to lose myself in something, why not something that I own? Like losing myself in this podcast is totally okay with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what you have know? been some of the challenges that you found in, in raising your own baby, right? Like going off your analogy, like now you have this, like now you have your own things to deal with in your own, set of problems so how about this i'm gonna throw a reverse uh, uno card at you and you go first that same question uh finding i guess finding my own voice right so it, mm. it was super easy in my previous job to look at look at the content that i was you know kind of like not forced is not the right word but like basically we found we found a type of content that worked with the user base so we just kept pushing that same type of content and we really couldn't and wouldn't stray from that, that formula. Um, was it only one piece of formula or was it two? It's like two to three, two to three, depending yeah. on, depending on if it was a plug and launch content or just regular content. Cause yeah. more often than not, it was like, okay, artist tones where I recreate the, the tones of, of artists using the plugins. Uh, and then, so I do like the, the, the performance of the piece. And then I do like the tone breakdown afterwards. Uh, and that would be, could be drawn out into like one or two pieces of content, depending on how in depth the tones were. Uh, yeah. and then, on t- and then, so that was like a pretty regular, regular thing. And then we do plugin launch, which was like, I'd write, I'd write a, a unique piece for the plugin that was, that was being launched. Uh, tone breakdown and then sometimes we would do a uh, developer interview so i would talk to like poncho who's the uh, uh co-president of of neural and you know he's very in-depth with the um 
the development of the plugin. So I would do like three pieces of content. Would those, do you, would those even do well? Because I swear, like no one cares about those things. Anytime I look at views and stuff, they um, weren't they weren't the most popular. I mean, like yeah. from from what I've seen as far as like the views are concerned, like I feel like the the plugin developer interview was like kind of mid tier, like low to mid tier uh, retention and in views. Like I, yeah. I tried to make them as as sn like snappy and uh to the point as possible uh but it, it was definitely not my not the the most viewed content yeah like the way i view stuff like that because like it's so funny it, it, even in my last job like i would look at things through this filter of like here's a zero and here's a 10. where on a scale of zero to 10 like 10 being zero to 10 being your widest audience right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the largest you can receive and then the 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 more niche or linear the content piece like the smaller the audience it's going to matter to mm -hmm. and i noticed that like interview pieces with behind the scenes shit only mattered for the company it was almost like self-indulgent and the company didn't realize uh, the, the companies don't realize it. it's like the companies don't give a shit about the person who invented the plugin or who works behind the plugin they care about the end result yeah so it's like when you did when you do those types of, of content it's like let's say you film for two hours and it becomes a 20 minute video or 10 minute video You've wasted two hours of something that only a fraction of your audience even care about when yeah. you should have done, you know, screw that interview. Let's talk to like one of the artists who's using our shit, mm -hmm. like a behind the scenes on the latest project they're using on, because now you're bringing in a producer and a band that the, the audience cares about. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, we want more of this. And then, you know. You, you widen that. I, I The developer thing just struck down to me because I was like, did this even do well? Because like, I swear, whenever I do homework on that stuff, I'm like, man, no one gives a fuck about this stuff. Like, yeah. it's better to do those as audio podcasts than to fucking do a YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way we should have gone, but that ultimately wasn't my decision. So, well, yeah, it's also what the comp company. Yeah. It's, it's what the company wanted. Uh, and I delivered because that's what they wanted, you know? Yeah. So it was just like, they're proud of their baby. Yes. Yeah. They 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 like doing what they like to do, and that's uh, that's their business. You know, my. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm gonna so, say on that. You know. So back to your baby. Yes, back to my baby. So now, uh, my challenge is finding my voice and understanding what sort of content I want to do that's going to be, uh, useful to the audience, entertaining for the audience. And also fun to work on. Like you have those like yeah. three things that you're trying to find some combination of those three, you know, that's, that's, you know, engaging, fun and fun to work on. Uh, yeah. So that, that's been one of like the biggest challenges for me. It's just like, I have, I have a really like when, when I, when I sit down and really think about it, I have a, a wide breadth of knowledge as far as music, audio, recording, mixing, filming scripting editing like i have such a wide breadth of knowledge on so many various topics and i could go in any of those directions mm -hmm. so when i have too many things to talk about like i just get kind of like stuck like but what but what do i talk about there's too many options and then it's I, almost like, like you're freeze. creative what's that it's almost like you're it's oh almost it's, like yeah yeah it's almost like i'm a... it's so funny because you're you're like why why like you're the type of creative that has so many things that they they talk about and do that it handicaps them. Yes. Whereas I'm similar, but I, I for me, it's very easy to be like, I'm going to block out everything else. And this is what I'm talking about for the next 24 to 36 months. Mm -hmm. Like 
that's a discipline I had to learn because I have, I've had more f- people in my life like you than like me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, being in many bands, I learned very early on that being the creative person is great, but learning to rein in the creative gets shit done. Yes. And yes. not, uh, and it's a difficult thing because everyone has to figure out how they, how it serves them best to do that in their own way. So like, Back to, I guess, putting the question back on me. For From going from ha- being a part of something to building something on my own, the biggest thing that I'm – if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I'm all about systems. And I hate doing systems. I hate creating them. But I know how important they are to reining in the creative and putting people on the same page. I've worked for corporate America for a long – like. Most my, my first job was McDonald's and a lot of people don't think it's corporate, but it's a fran- when you're running a franchise like that, there are certain things that every McDonald's does working in a bank food. Like I've always had to work in like a corporate environment um, mm-hmm. and seeing how systems are done and put in place. And as much as I hate the man, the one thing the man does right is create systems that anyone can follow. And that was one thing I really enjoyed about the E-Myth, re- the E-Myth Revisited was – I could see where I had gone wrong early in uh, my creative career because I hated the man. So it was like, why would I create systems? Why would I? Why would I do this when I just like vibe it out, bro? Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, then I realized, oh, that's actually a recipe for disaster and burnout, and then also confusion and communication because no one's on the same page anymore. Mm-hmm. So even though I am a business of one at the moment. I've been really big on like, okay, I'm going to figure out the formula for like, let's say 10 different video types mm-hmm. and I'm going to master one, then move on to the next one, see what works with the audience. Cause like every video I've posted is a different, some of them are different types of videos, but some of them are within a certain family of videos and I can kind of see what works, what doesn't, and then change them. But building my system to process like ideation, thumbnail design, uh, how to come up with the titles, how to come up with the intro scripting the video, like developing a process so that when I bring on a team, cause I already in my mind, anyone listening, here's a tidbit of how I'm going to do things. Like I am a creative. That is where I shine. I need to get editing off my plate as soon as possible. That's always been priority. Number one, get editing off my plate. Everything uh, <clears throat> I've had years of experience with copywriting. I'm getting better with thumbnail design, but first thing is editing. I need to get editing off my plate as soon as possible so that I can focus on thumbnail design, uh, titles, intros, and scripts, and then filming, and then I can worry about B-roll and all that stuff, right? But that's where my head's at first. After I find a, someone who can help me edit and bring the videos to light to a point where I'm like, okay, damn, like this this is, this is what I wanna do. Then my next thing is like, I need to find a thumbnail designer. Someone that can take that off my plate or I can we can bounce ideas off of. And if I can't find a thumbnail designer, because that's a very tricky one because a lot of people will do Fiverr and stuff. But the thing I've noticed is like there are certain rules to thumbnail design that I've picked up on by watching top YouTube channels that I've keyed in on. And I keep getting better and better at figuring out and seeing. It's kind of like when I was learning how to mix records and do that stuff. It's like there's things that pros do that I was like, oh, they're doing this. Oh, they're doing that. Okay, I know what that's I know that's happening. It's like you're able to reverse engineer what's working for them and then take mm-hmm. it and do it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work. The next thing that I'm gonna do, which is gonna surprise people and anyone listening, like you're getting my kind of 
ideation of growing YouTube, hiring a freelance like script writer that understands storytelling in the way that I'm doing it. Yeah. Not just a script writer, but someone who understands storytelling. Cause that's one thing I'm doing with my channel that I'm getting much better at storytelling, but having someone else to bounce, like they don't even have to, like, I'm not looking for people to like write stuff for me. I'm looking for someone to like read my script over and be like, Oh, we need to change this, change that, use these words instead of that, like an editor essentially. And then from there, I want a composer one day for my channel. Like I don't want to pay for epidemic sound and I licensing music. I want to, I want to have like a composer that I can send some of my videos to and be like, I need this, this, and this, and this video comes out at this time. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And they write me like a score. You know what I mean? They do it like TV because there are bigger YouTube channels that do that. But that's kind of like my system's like, okay, how do I, to do some of these things, I need to batch my content, which means I need to come up with my ideas like a month ahead of time. This week or today is like thumbnail day. Tomorrow is title day. Third day is refine thumbnail and titles because they're part of a package. So I need to make sure those work together. Cool. Now that I have this together, now it's time to work on my intro because someone sees the thumbnail, reads the title, clicks on the video. Those three things all work together. If I don't, ma if I don't nail those three things, my channel will not grow. My channel's dependency on growth is on the one, two, three punch, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why those things are what I'm so like stressed on it, not stressed on, but that's what I'm focusing on the business. Like I need to refine my workflow for my baby for how I'm going to do this. And that's just the YouTube aspect. Like there's been so many aspects of like, Oh, I'm going to do this in the next like six months or nine months and like building the, the business up. But I'm already thinking of all the processes and things that, okay, this is what I need to do, how I need to do it now. And even with the podcast, like I essentially have two businesses that I'm building. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I got the bright idea to start another podcast for Plugin Alley. Um, Cause I was like, why don't I just have a network of podcasts? Like doing this is super fun. Yeah. I don't want to say it's like low effort. Cause it's not low effort. Like you have to do ideation. You have to figure out the formula to what works. Even though we're having fun, it's like, this isn't easy shit to do. It's just, I think because you spent so much time creating content, ideation, talking to people on other podcasts, like, and I did some, I did similar stuff. We were able to come to this place of doing this podcast toward, we don't sound like complete noobs. What do you think? Uh, I agree. And we've definitely, because I'm the one that's, that's putting uh, the, the editing together. So I listen through, I make all the markers and I edit stuff out if I need to and uh, process the audio. Like I would say that like we ran, we, we came into this like pretty good and we've only gotten better since we've been doing this on a regular basis. Like having conversations is one of the most important skills a creative, an entrepreneur, like anybody could have, like mm -hmm. being able to sit down across from somebody and just talk about things at length for like an hour, two hours, like that's a really, really important skill to have. And I think that we've only gotten better as we've gone along. Yeah. And like, we just, at the time of this episode's recording, like we had pre-recorded or batch recorded episodes and then last week we dropped the first episode of this podcast and i don't know how to explain it like i was always into this podcast idea i was always like excited for it um and it was just it was like a fun thing we were both doing to feel out but it's like the close it was because before we launched it was like okay now it's time to get like the podcast website set or like it was time to get things in order to actually launch Cause this whole time it was kind of like, eh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. yeah. And kind of like ironing out our production schedule and things, but it wasn't like, 
we both were very I don't want to say we were slow, but we were just taking our we were pacing ourselves and taking our time because we could I think we both are if either one of us pushes too much on the pedal, both uh, will we'll, we'll catch up to one another basically. Yeah. So like we're very mindful of like we don't need to push too hard. Just a little bit harder is fine. But yeah. it's yeah. not pushing it hard to push hard. It's like what is the intent of the goal of why we're pushing harder? Cuz like this past even though like this past month, I don't know if it felt like this for you, but we have worked harder in the past month to get the launch part going, but mm -hmm. also at the same time, it wasn't anything crazy. No, no. I, I would say that the the only the only crazy thing that happened was uh, I think. Oh, that's what it was. It was we we were we were talking about creating like the intro, right? Like the B roll intro. So yeah. I I went through and edited all the the current episodes that I had. I think it's up to, up to like episode eight or something like that. But I, I couldn't export it until we had decided on what it was specifically going to be added to the intro, the B-roll intro. So that was like, that was the only crazy part was editing so many episodes in a week just because it was like, there was like one little thing that I was waiting for. And it was like, okay, okay, now that I got it. Okay, cool. Fun so fact. like this full week, <laughs> this full week is just going to be podcast episodes editing. That's it. So like. Fun fact. The reason we couldn't get that done is because John, <laughs> me. <laughs> kept forgetting to send Steven what he needed and then Steven figured it out which is fucking awesome like he sent me things like hey I took some of your footage and my footage and just scrambled it how's this look and I was like perfect that 100% works but yep. and he instead of getting mad or upset he just figured it out and I was just like man yeah. that's like just get it done <laughs> yeah and, and like instead of because like I felt bad that I kept forgetting, but also like Steven understand, uh, it's not a matter of priority, but Steven understood I was in the midst of a program yes. and I was doing a lot of like stuff and it wasn't that his time was that my time was more important than his. It was just like, he, he knew what I was in and going through and that it wasn't slipping my mind on purpose. It was slipping my mind because I was like, oh yeah. shit, I gotta get this done. I gotta get that done. And instead of pressing, he just figured it out. And I was like, fuck. Thank you. Like I was so yeah. appreciative of him doing that. And I'm, and, and you know, that's to be partners on something like this. It's like, there's going to be times when Steven, you know, without realizing, you know, we need to get the podcast logo and shit done. Yeah. And instead of bringing him in for the whole process, cause that was a process to get our logo and shit done because the first set that I got back, I was like, man, I hate everything about this. But instead <laughs> of firing the graphic designer, I was like, I'm as a bit kind of going back to building our babies. I was like, I can't expect perfection from each person mm -hmm. on the first try. Like my yeah. expectations for myself are, cannot be projected onto people I work with anyone, even Steven, anybody. Mm -hmm. I have my own expectations for myself that as a creative, that cannot be projected onto anyone else. That's not fair to anyone else. Cause they, they don't have, they're not me. They don't have my brain, my mind. So I saw it as an opportunity as a way for me to teach or coach someone to bring something to life mm -hmm. that I had very minimal, I had given them like a little bit of a direction, but I'm not a graphic designer, so I had no idea. But I, I was like, instead of getting upset and firing this person, I'm going to take a step back. How would I do, how would I coach and direct this person if they worked for me to get the skills that I need out of them? Yes. And then we ended up and like, we ended up with something we both were like, I we got to the point where it was like I think two revisions sent Steven a couple things 
he was him and Courtney were like, we like this and this, and maybe if we do this, sent the notes back. We did that like two more times, and then it was done. But had I just fired them, we would have not gotten to that point. Yes. But that was one of the things when I, I, I wrote to Steven, I was like, I got the first drafts from the graphic designer. I'm going to wait until like the next ones to send them over to you. Cause like I already knew like Steven would, it would have brought down the morale because my morale was already down. And if I would have mm. sent them to you, I'm like, he would have been not so excited. Yeah. So, and I'm going to take the reins on this and just get it done. And same thing for getting the podcast on like Spotify and all that shit. Like instead of Steven worrying about it, I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like, and he didn't worry about the audio or anything. I downloaded the videos from YouTube. I, re I did my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I was like, oh, by the way, like I accidentally released a video early. I'm glad that mistake happened, by the way, because I had I had no idea that it could take up to seven days for some of these uh, podcast channels to get the RSS feed. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So I accidentally released the first episode like a week early because I had no idea. Um, but then it was a happy accident because I was like, oh, shit. Like I have to do all this other stuff. So I, I've, I was very happy that it happened, but th that's just a case of like, Steven, we need an intro intro. Steven was like, figure it out. And then, you know, I don't tell him some of the things I'm doing. We just know that it's mm -hmm. going to get done. And if I need something from him or he needs something from me, that's yeah. actually something that needs, like, I can't do this one thing without you doing this other thing. Yeah. Then it's like a phone call or a text message and then it's done. Well, it's, it's also understanding and taking initiative in your own strengths, right? Like I have, like, I feel like I have a strength in being able to compose. You're much better at videography than I am. Like I, I would say that you've, you've come a long, long way. Like you've learned. You're very nice. Lot. You're being very nice, <laughs> but I have no shame in my game of saying that when it comes to being like videography, setting up shots, like yeah. you fucking school me every single time you do a shot. And I'm just like this motherfucker. Like, this <laughs> oh, asshole. Thank you. But no, and, uh, that, that was, that was the thing. Like it, it was, it was one of those things where I was like, we had this idea to like have split the b-roll between the two of us like and both of us are like setting up our like podcasting stuff and like getting yeah. like shots of us like oh pull our mics in front of us and hit the record Which, buttons and all the if things. you watch the video if you watch this podcast on youtube or if you have the spotify version you can see that intro video with yep. the with the music yes and uh and when it came down to it i, I was like I know, I know John's super busy and it's, it's not like, uh, it's not, he's, he's not saying like, oh, well, fuck you. I'll do it later. It's just like, he's super busy. He's got his own shit. He's, he's trying to do. Why don't I just take it upon myself? I'll get everything I need out of it. And if he likes it, he likes it. If he doesn't, we'll, I'll just keep, you know, woodshedding and, and if I don't like stuff. it, what would have happened is that night or the next morning, he would have got footage from me. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. I would have been like, oh fuck where it's go time. I need to get this shit done. Yeah. Um, and that, like, that's what it would have happened. I've been like, oh, he needs this now, now, now. Not mm -hmm. like, okay, let's get this done. But also when I see his, like, the intro video, let me tell you, it, it's cool. But that's like Steven doing something on a whim. When Steven actually <laughs> does video, it's like, I'm like, oh, this asshole. Like, how do I do that shot? And it also, Steven has like two years above, uh, uh, on me when it comes to that stuff. And I know you say, oh, you're, you're coming along. I appreciate it. That's very nice of you. But I'm like, I, when I'm watching my own videos, I'm like, man, like I can see the issues in my lighting and things. And I try not to let it bother me because I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know what I don't know. See, but I would even take that as a win to be, to be. To be really frank, that is a level of self-awareness that I do not see in a lot of creators because I see a lot of videos that it's like super subpar 
and the people don't even understand that there is room for improvement or at least like in the way that they communicate about their videos they don't mm -hmm. understand that it's like oh well your your white balance is off or you're 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 setting up the the light when you're not looking where you're going to right like so like a lot of like i recently made a made a piece about it and put it up on instagram where like there's a lot of guitar players that'll make guitar playthroughs and they'll set up the light while they're looking directly at the camera and it's like okay i got this great cinematic light and then suddenly they look at their guitar and like their face is completely in shadow and it looks awful because their their entire composition is just wrecked because they weren't looking where they were supposed to you know mm -hmm. and the intention behind it and they don't understand it and they put it out and they're just like, oh, well, it looks great, right? I'm like, no, no. So I would even consider just the self-awareness to know like, okay, like I see what's going on and I can improve on it next time. That in itself, I think is a win. Yeah. I also kind of going back to a conversation we had earlier, not in this episode, but a private conversation is like, I really forgive myself about not going into overanalyzing the minutiae and mm -hmm. like the stuff that ultimately because like with the guitar playthrough i would deem the like the guitar and the the guitar looking sick in the video is more important than the person mm -hmm. in my opinion like mm -hmm. the hands being lit right the guitar body but when i watch guitar playthroughs i, I sometimes i'm like no bouquet bouquet yourself out of the scene bro like no one gives a shit about you. They care about the guitar in your hands. That mm -hmm. is literally all anyone's watching for. Um, you are not the hero in the story in this video. Your guitar is and your hands are. And mm -hmm. when I see stuff like that or when people just don't get it, I get really annoyed because I'm like, as a viewer, <laughs> they're disrespecting me. So when I'm yeah. making my videos, I try – like my main focus is, is if what's on screen – is serving the viewer as best as possible. And the words that I'm saying, are they serving the viewer as best as possible? Everything else, all the details, I'm like, most people won't pick up on this because they haven't been doing it. But I know that like, if I don't improve that in the next few videos, the cause like, you know, when something's professional, when you look at it, you just know, you're like, that's professionally done. Like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. was professionally done. You don't, it, not a lot of people can't, you know, point a finger on it, but they know it when they see it. It's kind of like, no one notices good CGI, but man, they can point out bad CGI. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at video and the content and the things I'm doing. And it's like, yeah, I didn't like that. Right. Let's see if anyone comments about it. <laughs> like, yep. like in, in my earlier videos, there was something that I put up way too loud, like a swish sound. And like, now there's comments on there. Like, oh my God, if I hear one more swish and I'm just like, yeah, I didn't know if it was too loud or not. But now you guys have confirmed that that level is too loud for that sound. And now I know moving forward that negative 15 is where it needs to live. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> like yes. at the expense of my own video, I learned. Cause I, I was like, I think it's going to be okay. I don't, well, let's we'll see what happens. And then sure enough, there's like 10 comments on it about the, and there's other things with like transitions where I'm like, I don't know if this is too many transitions or not. And then sure enough, oh my God, one more transition. I'm like, okay. So like that was what, like I'm confirming mm -hmm. my suspicions because people will tell you when they hate something <laughs> like that's facts. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, uh, you know, the, yeah. Video man. But Back to, you know, our bringing our, our babies to life. It's like, um, so now that the podcast has come out mm -hmm. and I don't know what happened, but the moment it was out, it be, it's like, it became real. Like not that it wasn't real, but then I also realized the, when we're recording these, 
to me were like working. So I don't really think about it. I don't know how you feel. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I went to listen back to like the first three episodes, I was like, oh man, like not, I, it's not, I'm not trying to like to my own horn, but I'm like, oh, we're doing something that's special that I, right now, no one's going to know about it. But in like a year, two years, when people finally catch on to what we're doing, like we're building something that's very different and special and the, it's on our terms and this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Like this is our thing and it's happening now. Yeah. And a level of like, like the past five years, I don't know about you, Steven, but it's like, I've always worked with somebody or for somebody to make most of my income. And a lot of projects weren't projects that I wanted or were happy with because they weren't mine. And this was like the first time in like five years I was like, Oh, this is my thing. Yeah. Like this is mine. And I can treat it as such and do whatever I want. And the same thing with the, like my latest YouTube video, in my opinion is my best YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And I was looking, I was like thinking about the whole year and I was just like, Oh man, I've come a long fucking way from not knowing how to edit video yeah. to pull. Like I'm doing like uh visual effects, even though they're small, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I've, uh, January, February, John would not know how to do all that. And then the system that I've built, how organized I've gone over the past year. I'm like, man, January, February, John wasn't like this at all. Like, and recognizing that growth, I'm just like, man, that's pretty sick. I think that you and I are both learning the value of being an actual entrepreneur, business creator, business owner, where, where before I would say the last like two, three years, four or five years, whatever of like, you know, being an entrepreneur, taking on every single job and, you know, always over deliver and, you know, take on everything that you can. Cause you don't know what opportunities to come from, are going to come from that. I think that there's like, you know, cause I've, you've had rants about that and how you do not believe that that's the, the real thing anymore. And I think that that's been a lesson that, that like I've, I've learned a lot uh, over the past 10 months is disregarding that notion and just taking on the jobs that I actually want to be a part of. This podcast is something I actually want to be a part of and I'm excited to be a part of it and I'm having fun while working on it. Because yeah, like having these conversations is is work. Like having a long-form conversation that is focused and and trying to deliver some sort of value to the, to the listener. Like that is work, but I'm enjoying it as, as we're talking. Mm -hmm. Uh taking on the mixed clients that I have and, and, you know, pushing aside the ones that I don't want, like that has been really liberating for me because old Steven would have taken on everything that would have come to him. And he would have been just inundated with garbage, you yeah. know, and, and for not anything more than just, I needed to make them this month's rent or bills. Yeah. And, and you know, perspective shift has been monumental. It's, it's, uh, it's like, you have to have a, I don't know if we've spoken about this or not. I can't remember. I feel like we have, but it's having a filter on just knowing what stuff to say yes and no to is so crucial. And this, like this whole year of burnout recovery has really been, I've been so fascinated by it because I've continued the streak of reading this year. I've mm -hmm. been educating myself so much on all aspects of like life by reading books um 
and it's really been a year of like learning and giving myself grace. Like, could we have probably, you know, filmed five podcasts or done five episodes every single week for the rest of the year? Like our, by default, our personalities would have allowed us to do that mm -hmm. easily. We could have spent like, you know, one day recording 10 episodes the next day, 10, like basically do, you know, a month or two of 10 episodes a day. By the end of it, we we're both regretting it, but like, that is the part of us that we're learning to like control yes. and to understand, no, we don't need to be this way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I forgot what it was that you mentioned earlier, but like learning, learning who you were outside of all that. But there's also another thing for you that, uh, is different the past two years in that you weren't just working on by yourself. Like you, you were, you know, you got married then moved to Finland and then back to the States. So it's like, while you were at like your, as a I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but while you were at your worst creatively, you moved to a different country, you have just been married. And then you come back to the States at the point where you're like burned out and done. And that's mm -hmm. it. You know? So it's like 2021 was especially not kind to you. Yeah. Yeah. 2021 was pretty, pretty rough. I, I thought, you know, it, it was just one of those those fallacies where, you know, if I just push a little harder, I can take a break. If I just mm -hmm. give a little bit more of myself, I could take some back. And it wasn't the case because I wasn't, I, I didn't try to establish any boundaries that were going to maintain that that level of mental health and 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 you know self care. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, 2021 was not not very kind to me, and uh, it's been been a long road to recovery since since getting back earlier this year. Um, you know, I there, could tell personally the last couple of months you've been kind of coming back into it from your funk because I, yes. I I've known you for I mean we've known each other for a while now and mm -hmm. I've seen you at like your peak productiveness and I this earlier this year when you were like when you pulled the cord. You know, it took us like three or two months to start recording and doing this thing because, like, mm -hmm. we were both just like, before we get into anything else, we need to just chill. Yeah. And we both didn't know what this was going to be. And then I think we just both respected that we'll get to it when we get to it. And yeah. then finally, when it was like, all right, we need to actually record this. If not, and I think it was actually you who kind of pushed it a little bit. And I was like, okay, we need to start doing it because you hadn't mentioned it because I think you were ready to try it. And, um, yes. Even when we started then, I could just like, it wasn't, uh, I could just tell like, you just wanted to do something creatively. Yeah. And the podcast was an outlet for, cause like you and I enjoy talking, mm -hmm. but it was like when we first started to, uh, even though it's been a couple months, I can see you finally kind of getting back into the groove of things. Yeah. Like, yeah, not saying finding yourself creatively, cause that's never been the issue, but you kind of like all right, I've gotten rest and I know for now on what I'm going to say no to. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and it's like, we both have give, told ourselves like, and you know, we're going to chase what excites us, but what also serves people. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just want to tell you, like I've recognized in the past couple of months, like you coming back to you, like, yeah. I don't want to say old Steven, but like to Steven, like, yeah, not yeah. that you were adrift or anything, but it's like you were, you were definitely recovering. No, um, yeah. I, Thank you. I mean, that, that's really like encouraging because there's definitely like, I, I wanted to put myself out there 
while I knew like, you know, it's like there, there's the point of recovery, there's point of rest, but also I think that part of that healing process was finding the creative work that was actually going to return some of that energy. Like, you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so like, you know, I would, I would do these pieces beforehand and I would put so much effort into it, but I wouldn't get anything in return. So yeah. I would end up being just kind of bankrupt on my my energy and my enthusiasm. And I knew part of that process of coming back to being able to create again was putting effort into a project that would then return that energy back to me in some way yeah. or another. And 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 it's you're right. Like it, it it has been a process as far as like, you know, the the recording over the last several months where I've been getting back into the groove of things and really enjoying what we've been doing and what I've been doing on the side as far as my my personal content is is concerned and mixing as well. Uh getting back to the point where I'm actually really enjoying the process again. Yeah, it's been uh I know it's been I know because like no one can ever tell when I'm going through stuff because like I always operate at the same level. Um <laughs> but it's been it was so funny because like talking to uh, talking to a few of our mutual friends they're like, I was like, yeah, I just haven't done that much this year. Like I've done a lot, but I just haven't done what I, at the same amount that I usually do just because like this year I'm realizing that not every year needs to be 10 X output, 10 X right. output this like, but just because that this is the season, what next year, the plans for this podcast and the plans for plug in alley, I'm it's October, but I'm already excited for January because mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but like this whole, the past several months, it's been like, what am I supposed to do with this channel? How do I grow it? Like the thought. Okay. So if my motivation is the thought of getting a regular job just to get by terrifies me because right. I know that if I get a regular job, it's going to destroy the creativeness of me taking both these babies off the ground. So I'm, t so my motivation is like, all right, play time. Like, this the show the show is fun mm -hmm. and it, it's going to remain so because we both want to make sure it stays fun and eventually like i think we're both slowly recognizing like okay this can actually be something we need to treat it more and more like a business but not like a business that burns us out business but like a business that operates like a business mm -hmm. so that everyone's happy basically yes and now we need to, now we're at the stage where like we're figuring that out but what excites me i'm like okay january and we we talked about this off the off the record or off the show, but yeah, it's like, yeah. Hey, these are my ideas for next year. What do you think? And Seaman's like, I fucking love it. Let's do it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't want us to go like too hard, but I know like we have to get this in a certain way mm -hmm. so we can do these other things that are going to potentially pay off in like a year. Yep. And it's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, and I think us he hearing the episodes back now, it's like, no, this is like something we can easily maintain. It's not like making mm -hmm. video, you know, this is, a lot more transparent and earnest mm -hmm. and the more we do it, the better we get at it and the more value we can provide because we're doing so much of it that we, we learn what the message is that we want to get out. Yeah. But like looking into next year, I'm already excited. Um, and I guess like a little bit insider info, Steven may come and help me out at plug and alley cause there's a need there. And if that works, we're going to, test it to see if it, if it works but if that works like i know next year i'm going to dominate basically the company is going to grow i'll be able to help my friend out and we'll be able to help 
he'll be able to help me out with the video. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also have this podcast. And it's like, I can creatively, you know, I have three different mediums of creativity to let out. I have, you know, this podcast, I'll have the channel, then I'll have plug in Ali's podcast. Um, and then I have other plans for next year too, but it's like to get to these other things, I have to hit these milestones first. Yeah. And thinking like a boss, I'm like, it's not like, I used, I think we talked about this in another episode. I used to always think I need to do it all myself because I wanted like street cred that I built it on myself. Now I'm just like, who can I, who, who can, who can help me and see what I'm trying to do? And also it's like the conversation of Steven coming to possibly help a plug in alley. It wasn't like Steven sees what I'm doing and, and he, it, like I have a business plan basically. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And Steven's worked with me on this podcast. So Steven knows that like how I think business wise. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go maybe work with John and we'll see how it goes. It's like, no, I know if I go work with John, it's going to be an actual work environment. And mm -hmm. I know it's actually going to head somewhere. It's not like I'm doing this for fun. It's like, no, there's there's goals that are going to be achieved because he, that's how I'm wired. Yeah. So it's like a different type of conversation, right? And it, it is because also like there's a recognition on my side that like there – I, I recognize that you have these goals that you want to achieve and I'm willing to put the effort in to help you reach those goals. It's not about like, you know, it's, it's not about like, Oh, I'm just going to go do it for this, you know, cause some cash money and do, do the thing, you know, it's going to be a job. It's like, no, no, you have goals and you have ideals that you want to, to entertain and express and, and reach. And I'm like, cool. I want to help you reach those things because I believe yeah. that what you're trying to do is worthwhile is worth so much to the people who are going to be able to view <clears throat> these things later on. And I'm, yeah, well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm when very, it, when very it catches interested. On, yeah. Yeah. When it catches on, that's why it's like, it's so tough when I'm like at this level, yeah, you know, at the beginning stage of a creative, but you know, you're like, I know where it's going to go. I just ha like the amount of output to get to where I want to go. I I'm I basically I hit a bottleneck and I recognize I'm the bottleneck, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right. When I, uh, and earlier I mentioned like my biggest fear is like having to get a regular job. I'm like, okay, if I have to get a regular job, it's because I didn't prioritize and use my resources to the fullest potential that I can. Yeah. And that's my bad. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not being a business owner. That's just being hardheaded. That's yeah. not being smart with my time. And the same thing with this podcast, like after it released, I was just like, oh man, I see where this can go. And I see how efficient we have been getting in our system. And it's like getting better. I'm like, we do this for one more year. Like Steven edits all the videos. Now I'm like, in like a year or so, this thing can be self-sufficient where we bring on a junior editor that mm -hmm. basically does it for Steven. So it takes it off his plate. And then we can double the amount of episodes because we're paying someone else to do the edits for us. Yep. And now, cause that's like, like my, uh, some people would think, Oh, you bring in the money and like you pay yourselves and like, sure. We do want to pay ourselves a little bit off of this eventually, but the mindset now going to next year to not burn ourselves out. is like, as soon as we can afford a junior editor who understands the value of what we're doing and wants to ride this ship with us, mm -hmm. we bring them on, you know, they're going to make a fair wage. And then as the thing, as this podcast grows, we'll pay them more, but taking the editing off of Steven's plate means Steven's more willing to record more episodes now mm -hmm. because, you know, Steven has, a, he's better at that. He has a system for that. I am operate. I am operations 
cold contact person. Like yep. that's where I strive. Yep. Bring on an editor and it's like, okay, instead of recording like four episodes this week, we let's do eight this week and let's do four the following week. Like we can triple, we can double or triple our output because now some, we are delegating the most, uh, the most brain numbing task for Steven to someone else. Not that Steven wouldn't mind doing it. It's just, of course, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, it's, it's a time consuming thing. That's, that's uh, like, even, even with like the way that I, I do it now, which I think is, is, has gotten far uh, faster. Like I can edit an episode within a couple of hours. You know, it's like, I get, I have all of my templates set up. I have everything like all like the, the signals there are consistent. The only thing that ever takes any time is that our lighting situation changes every now and again. So just mm -hmm. color correction, you know, just taking an extra couple minutes to do some color correction, but that's yeah, like, I've, and I'm getting better that at too. that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, um, I've been thinking about because like next year I'm like okay what uh, so I always have to put my camera a certain way I have to put certain things when I do the podcast but then when I do plug and alley content and thinking into next year I'm like okay I need to like either buy a new light or figure out a different system than what I have going on now because mm -hmm. next year I'm like my lighting needs to be exact same every time I film with Steven so that like you just said the color correct because I know sometimes I fluctuate the camera I've moved this I've, mm -hmm. I'm even thinking about moving my setup and I'm like I, whatever I decide to do is going to stay that way for 12 months next yeah. year and I'm, I'm keeping it that way because I need this to be an easy to do repeatable process mm -hmm. so that the quality is the same and I, I, I just don't want to think about it because like right now it's like I'm moving things around every time we film and I'm like okay next year that has to change yeah yeah and it's it, it's it's a learning process it's it's building systems out and trying to make the best of your time, you know, and, and once we get a, 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 you know, a junior editor on, I will have this system down to a T so I could just hand it off to them and just say like, okay, this is what I do. This is, these are all the things you need to hit. You know, these are the levels that everything has to be at and then go do it. And that's it. Yeah. There's a, yeah, it's like this podcast start it's 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 still fun, but now I'm seeing it. I guess it was like I was viewing it as a hobby at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I was treating it like a like a mini business, but now sure. that like we've shot off, I think of this more. The more and more we've done, now I'm like looking at it as a business and like I'm like okay, we got to get all the systems in in ClickUp. Now we need to think um, you know, sponsors ad mm -hmm. revenue, mm -hmm. all the things are going to help grow this thing, and, but still maintain, you know, being creative, having fun. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just curious for next year, what's the thing, what's the goal if you have already or haven't, what's like the one thing you're hoping to do next year as a goal personally and then professionally and then creatively? Ooh, that's a triple, triple threat right there. I think, uh, goal personally, I, there are certain like physical goals that I want to want to reach. Um, trying to bench, trying to bench 250, try, trying to bench, give, get my, you know, deadlift my weight plus, plus, plus and a half, you know? Uh, yeah, no, like there's, there's certain like physical things that I want to reach. I want to be able to like I you know it's like I want to gain some I want to gain some extra muscle mass like I weigh I weigh like 140 pounds right now and but that's mostly just like skinny fat like I'm I'm a pretty thin dude but I'm not super mm -hmm. muscular so like I would love to add like you know 10 pounds of muscle and just be like 145 and like 
I can yep. give you some of my stuff and you can take some of that if you want because I'm in, I've been trying to get rid of some of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to be way more consistent with my with my uh, workouts. I want to be able to, uh, you know, sort of kind of going back to the the atomic habits thing is just like I want to identify as somebody who's who's athletic, who just gets up in the morning and does something physical to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Uh, professionally, I would love to be able to cover like all of our bills on a monthly basis at minimum, like in the last next like three months, mm. you know, and I'm already like halfway to that. Um, oh, nice. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I got some, I got some good projects on my plate and some consistent, consistent clients, you know, who, who love the things that I do. So I'm like, okay, great. And I love working with them. So it's like, this is great. That's a good start. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the, personal and professional goals that I have so far. It's just be able to keep is that, ma maintain a the professional good fall under creative to, uh, creatively too. What's that? Is this the professional oh. one also fall under creatively? Uh creatively, I like creative goals. I I mm -hmm. uh this is something that I've been kind of like toying around with recently is I want to be able to do my own um uh, vocal covers as well as guitar covers uh i just started working on a foo fighters cover and i want to be able to do the vocals myself throughout the the whole cover and it's not an easy song uh to do it's it's the pretender and it's a very like it's very very high up there in my register so i'm, I'm having mm. some difficulty uh, pulling it off especially because he does like the um he does the grit that sort of like you know he puts that some of that that fire on his vocals that so kind of breaks up a little bit, uh, and I I can't do that yet. So I'm like okay, that's that's something creatively that I want to add to my repertoire is just be able to like sing my own vocal covers. That's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna put notes so that in a year from now we can see uh, if you hit it. Yeah. If you hit these goals. Yeah. Toy. Well. Yeah. What about what about yourself? Ah, shit, I was hoping you'd forget. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like trying to segue to the outro. You're like, very, that's very time to chill. wrap up. Let's not talk about me. <laughs> uh, I wrote the question down for you more than me. Because um, <laughs> I was curious. Um, so, so personally, I have, I have to like jump on your I don't want to be an athlete but one thing I've done this year that I haven't done in like 10 years maybe or eight is uh be active again mm -hmm. so this year you know I got a tempo a tempo workout machine I actually I'm gonna send that your way mm. there's a refer friends thing that join but okay. also I think you would actually like the tempo system that I use I think you would actually if especially if you're trying to gain weight uh muscle so going to a gym i think doing this might might be best i i absolutely love my tempo mm -hmm. anyone listening looking to work out um tempo fitness like it's a home set of weights you use your phone to access the courses um it's a monthly membership plan but you can like pick the classes you want but what i love about it is that i don't have to go to a sweaty gym i can just do it in my house i have weights it's amazing but i've been doing that and then um an echelon bike and actually uh, last week, Echelon messaged me and we're like, oh, you did over a hundred rides. We're going to send you a free shirt. So I have like a hundred 
rides. I've done like 137, I think. So mm. now my goal for the rest of this year is to hit 200 rides. Nice. Um, but I am in the best, even though I still have a little bit more weight on me than I would like. And I have actually like a my upper belly. I have cortisol buildup from the stress of the past couple of years of my mm. work schedule and stuff. So all that stress gets stored up here. So I've been slowly working that guy down. But next year, I want to continue with that and just take it to the next level um, and really try to, you know, get rid of this as much as I can and um, just take care of my health and personally, like, just take care of my health. Professionally, there's two things that I want to do professionally. Mm. Um, one, I want all my creative outlets to start earning money to pay for themselves and pay me a little bit. Yeah. And when I say pay me a little bit, it's not, I want to make a fraction of something. It's that I, when I say that, I mean, I want to be able to use the money to reinvest in the business to hire people out, but still make enough to pay myself a little bit. Yeah. Cause I don't need much right now, but I want to, I just need, I'm basically receiving enough to cover some bills, pay mm -hmm. some things off. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it just goes, back into the business to expedite the the growth. That's that's all I want for next year professionally. Um, well, that's one of the things. The other thing next year that goes under personal and professionally is there's this place in Tennessee. It's like this mountaintop that has like 10 domes and they're Airbnbs basically. Mm -hmm. um, I'll send you this video. It's pretty sick. Yeah. I want to be able to build the YouTube channel up to pay for me to go there and film. I have a video idea there that I'm not going to say, but I want to be able to like take myself there for like a week vacation. That's also a workcation. And I know we talk about balance and stuff, but it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to pay to go there twice to do two, the video another time. I'm going to film the video and then vacation at the same time. Because yeah, when yeah. you're in a place like that, it's like, it's a vacation and it's a work situation, but I want to be able to do that and maybe take like one or two friends out there to help me with the project that I have in mind. Cause I know it's going to be a, it's never been done type of project that I'm really looking forward to doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it may or may not work. If it works for the channel, then it's going to be able to, it's going to be proof enough for me for another idea that I have that no one's done. Like both these ideas are like very risky because they've never been done. It's also, I don't know if people are going to care, but that's why I need to like do more videos with yeah. storytelling to ensure but that's professionally. Um, I want to be able to professionally have my business to be able to pay for that stuff. Um, and creatively, uh, it can go one of two ways. I either want to finish this EP that I have ideas for and release it and use that as a way to um, get back into the music game and or finally start either have a script written and or st like basically bring to life a short like indie film or a short film or something and then learn how to put that into festivals so that I can submit either, probably the following year. But I know that's something I mentioned to you, but all this is like groundwork for ultimately making like indie films or indie shorts because ultimately, mm -hmm. I would love to make something to where, like, my family member and friends would go to the meet with here to buy a ticket for. Sure. I don't know how to do that. I don't know where. But I feel like if I can accomplish these goals and making that goal a reality would be 
even easier because I've navigated once I feel like if I use YouTube to build a platform the right way, and then I leverage that to take those skills and then build my own platform. Yeah. Then doing something to where I can make like a Hollywood esque type film with my own money. Cause my company affords me the luxury to, you know, have a livable paycheck plus some mm -hmm. invest that find an investor or two to come in the project with me, but I maintain creative f f freedom. And then I make a movie for like Netflix or something like that. Like that is like a stupid big dream that I have that I would absolutely love. And I would love to do it where I can bring in all my friends and everyone like, cause I know all my friends are professional and good enough to like help me with this to where it's like, we all get these major credits at the same time, mm -hmm. but creatively I have to first learn how to make a short film. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like step one is like learn how to do that. But damn, I, I can never have a simple thing, man. <laughs> Nope. Nope. I never half-assed anything. I whole-ass everything. So with <laughs> that... the whole-ass. Yeah. No ass. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, if you found this episode helpful, please share it with somebody you know who would also find value in this episode. If you'd like to continue this discussion with John and I, you can find the link to our show's Discord server in the description of this episode, where ever you are listening and if you want even more motivation to help uh, your creative goals come to life we have started our ramp up newsletter if you'd like to sign up you can find a link in the description of this episode wherever you are listening thank you for listening and until next time remember slow is smooth and smooth is fast thank you for Thanks. listening